Hello and welcome. This is our bonus uh, Q&A episode of Books of the Year with New York Times bestselling author T.J. Newman, uh, who hopefully you heard on our previous episode. Uh, the book is Drowning. Uh, so uh, T.J. is with us in the early hours of uh, an Arizon Arizonian. Would that be the word? Morning? Arizonian? Yeah, an Arizona morning. Arizona morning. There you go. It's obvious. So question number one, T.J., what is the last book that you really, really enjoyed reading? You know, I read a book recently called um, The Score. 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 I think it's just score. Um, that, that It was actually a nonfiction book, and it was um, a, a collection of interviews between film composers, basically asking them, you know, about their process, their artistic process, and how they write, and how they, you know, tell a story through music as they're doing film adaptations and writing the scores for the movies that we all know and love. And it was one of the most illuminating and interesting books I've read in a really long time. And I read it because when I, when I write, I try to, um, I try to think of the story in terms of music, right? Because you don't have, unless you're, it's like heavy metal, you know, you're not going to have a song that's, that's pounding, you know, the entire time. It's going to ebb, it's going to flow, it's going to crescendo and decrescendo. And I'm fascinated by trying to take that model of music and do that with a story. And so it was really an interesting, eye-opening thing to read, you know, these incredible composers do exactly that and describe how, how they do it. So you've so that's clearly a book about um, process, um, TJ. So what is yours? Do you do you write in the morning, the afternoon, the evening? When when's the time that you you sit down and and, and put pen to paper? Middle of the night is when I'm best. I wrote my first book, you know, like I've I've said, you know, on a red eye flight, and and that's when I am up and the creative juices are flowing. Uh, where do you read the most, and who do you read the most? Where would be on my couch? And depending on the time of day, I'm facing one direction to get the light coming in from the window. And after the sun goes down, I face the other direction to get the light coming in from the lamp. Uh, that would be the where. Um, the who? You know, I read across the board. I read across genre and I read across authors. I don't know that I have a um, any one author that I, you know, read the most of. Just wonder if, if we we could see some of the books behind you, and I just, if we were looking at your bookshelves, is there an author that you've got more books by? You know, I'm pretty sure I own every book that Barbara Kingsolver has ever written. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Barbara Kingsolver fan. Poisonwood Bible, that was an astonishing work, wasn't it? Uh, so clearly, you love you love your books. Uh, you used to work in a bookshop. You clearly love the your your books. Does that mean you love libraries as well? And if so, when, when was the last time you found yourself in a, in a public library? Oh, I love libraries. I grew up in a library. There was a library um, directly across the street from my parents' house that we would walk to. And it's just, I mean, that's where my love of books really took hold. You know, you walk in, the smell of it, how quiet it is. I can still imagine as a child walking straight to my section, straight to, you know, the books that I knew that I loved and just... I think what was great about being in that library as a kid too is it was the, really the first time that you're kind of left alone, right? Like you're, my, my parents just let me browse by myself and you don't get to do that in a grocery store, right? You don't get to do that many places, but the library, you can kind of just go and daydream and be alone and be quiet. And, and I love that. 
Um, Matt here, TJ, has told us before how he used to try and impress people with a book. Yeah. What I was the book? It's a French book, uh, Francois Mauriac book. Okay. And this was obviously, I should I point out, this was many, many years yes. ago when I was at university. And I should also say, it never, ever worked. Um, so, you know, but there you go, cards on table. So have you ever tried to impress someone with a book that you've been flaunting or just putting down a look at this that I'm reading? <laughs> Absolutely. Mine was Anna Karenina. And oh, wow. oof, that that tome, it is a book and it was not clicking with me. And I just couldn't, for whatever reason at the time I was reading it, it just wasn't working. But by golly, I was going to get through it, right? It was like taking my medicine reading that book. Um, and, and I kept going and kept going. And then I remember I was in Chicago and there was an article in the Chicago Tribune. Uh-oh, I'm about to give a spoiler to Anna Karenina. But there was, a, there, was a, there was an article in the Tribune about jumpers, people who jump in front of trains. And there was a quote from Anna Karenina. And I read it, and I just sat there and went, I just had this book spoiled. I have been spending my entire summer reading this book that I'm not enjoying, that is not clicking with me, that I'm only reading because I look smart when I'm holding this book, and I just had this thing ruined, and I was I was so upset about that. But yeah, <laughs> that's mine. That's my embarrassing. I I tried, but me and Tolstoy just didn't totally click on that one. I, it's literally the only thing I know about Anna Karenina is the bit with the train, and that's all. That's that that's all I know. Uh, so, is there is there a book or an author that you will always pick up, TJ, because they cheer you up, or the book cheers you up? You know, I think it's probably because of the nostalgia of reading it as a child. But if if I, if I truly need a little pick me up, I'll just pick up a Harry Potter because you know those were that was my youth. That was um, just an escape. So that would probably be the one that I used to cheer me up. Okay. Well, here's here's my extra question then. Do you agree that Prisoner of Azkaban is the best book of the series? That's a hot take. Um, I'm. It, it, is that your? Is yes. that your yes. take? Yes, it's also my favorite of the films. Actually, I just think Azkaban yeah. is 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 the best. It's a, you know, it's a very good film. Um, it's a great book. I I think mine would probably be Order of the Phoenix. I think Order of the Phoenix is my is okay. my favorite book. If you, but, were... but I, I support you in your Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, I, I I stand by it. If you were to go back to university, you had the luxury of that. What would you study? I think probably creative writing. I didn't study it in um, college. I studied musical theater. and But when I was writing Falling, my first book, I actually got like a graduate level textbook and read it. Um, and, and I was fascinated by the way that they were explaining sentences and stories in a way that that explained what you know as a reader intuitively, right? It's sort of like being shown how to do a magic trick. Because when you're reading the book, you, you're not thinking about any of the technical aspects of it. You're just enjoying the story. So I I loved that that experience of of being shown, well, yeah, that see that magic trick? Here's how you do it. And so I would love to go back and have, um, you know, sit in a sit in a classroom and with a cup of coffee and have a professor say, let's let's talk about craft. My guess is, um, TJ, since since you had that uh, amazing smash first book come out and and and, and the uh, huge amount of uh, praise you're getting for this second one, you will have not been short of advice, of authorly advice. What's the best piece of authorly advice you've had? 
There's been some great advice. Um, with regards to, to writing, I'll, I'll go with the craft question. One of the, the tools um, that I learned with falling that was so helpful was the idea of the hook and the punch out. So when you're writing a story like the stories that I tell, which is page turning, cannot put it down, the first sentence of the chapter is the hook. And you got to get that, that reader going, whoa, and then they can't, they have to keep reading to see what happens. And then when you end the chapter, you end it with a punch out, meaning they have to turn the page to know what happens next. So it's just how do you keep the reader engaged? And it's the first sentence and it's the last sentence, the hook and the punch out. And if, if that, that's a round of edits that I do, you know, it's like once I have a story I go through and I do an entire pass of just hooks and punch outs, looking at every single first sentence and last sentence and going, is this the best way that I can end this part and start this part to keep the reader engaged and get them turning pages? Uh, finally, TJ, uh, film producers and directors are lining up to, uh, to work with you because they love what you're doing. Do you have a favorite film or TV adaptation from a book? Easy. Jurassic Park. It's one of my favorite books of all time. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Both the book and the movie border on perfection for me. I love that. I mean, I look at that and I'm like, you brought dinosaurs back and threw humans into the mix. Like, just on that, I'm hooked on the concept alone. And then to see it executed so well by Michael Crichton and then adapted and, and brought to life on the screen by Steven Spielberg. I just I just don't know how it's any better than that. I read the book after I'd seen the film and was surprised how much I enjoyed the book because there was so much of chaos theory. And Jeff Goldblum's character is much bigger and kind of more important, I think, in the book. But I thought that was terrific. Absolutely. Michael Crichton, he was he was a master. Uh, T.J. Newman's book is uh, Drowning the Rescue of Flight 1421. We talk about that book in the other podcast uh, where you can go and listen to that if you haven't heard it already. Uh, T.J., we look forward to your next book uh, whenever that uh, appears. But for the moment, her brand new work is Drowning the Rescue of Flight 1421. T.J., thank you very much indeed for talking to us today. It was my pleasure being on. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.